Call of Duty Black Ops was a game made by Treyarch Studios in 2010 and was one of the first Xbox games I've ever owned. It was the game that established themselves from their counterpart, Infinity Ward, in the development cycle of the game because of its amazing campaign and multiplayer, as well as the inclusion of the Zombies mode, Treyarch's Ace in the Hole. Despite it coming out in 2010, this became one of the most important games for me growing up, and provided both of us with hours of entertainment. This game's multiplayer features played a crucial part because it was able to bring players together, whether they be in the same home like us, or many miles away. With a countless number of maps and multiplayer game styles, such as regular zombies, players were provided with a wide variety of possibilities for gameplay. Call of Duty Black Ops was, and still is, important because of these different gaming styles and the inclusivity of the multiplayer option. With that being said, let's get to it. Welcome back, everybody, to Who's Player 2? I'm Abby. I'm Zach, and today we're actually going to be talking about a personal favorite of mine, Call of Duty Black Ops. Heck yeah! It's, I think I still think it's funny how it wasn't even me who recommended that you actually recommended this. Yeah, I saw it and was immediately like, let's do this one. This one. <laughs> Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Zombies. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I was the Call of Duty kid. Um, this this was my first Xbox game uh, that I got when I, when I originally got my Xbox fucking God, 10 years ago now. That's ridiculous. The Xbox 360. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are wow. getting old. I hate this. Uh, I hate this too. I hate this so much. We are old. Yeah, and uh, one other thing about Black Ops in particular is that, unfortunately, I or I would argue that I was just too young to fully experience the game. I feel like I was too. Yeah, um, and that that has a lot to do with the multiplayer side and the fact that I didn't know much about history in order to enjoy the campaign. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still enjoyed the campaign. The campaign of Black Ops is amazing, and I'll talk about that a little bit. Here in a, in a bit, but I can't I can't stress enough how hard it was to enjoy a rated M game as a 10 year old. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, so here's yeah. the thing, right? So this is this is old. This is old school Call of Duty that we're talking. And that also hurts to say uh, that Black Ops is an old school Call of Duty. But <laughs> it was a, 2010 is a much different time than 2021. Oh gosh, yeah. Oh my, uh, I was cringy. Yeah, but like oh at the God. same time, think about the people that you would interact with. Oh God. <laughs> you know, you hear a lot of rumors about, you know, Modern Warfare 2 lobbies, and uh, there's a lot of jokes that go around about if you can't survive in a Modern Warfare 2 Call of Duty lobby, you can't survive in this world. I got a lot of the, oh my God, you're a girl stuff, you know, that, that stuff. Yeah, you were also... <laughs> young but i was also young i i was i was a child and i was a girl which usually gets you a lot of hate right <laughs> we're just being just being like a child or acting like a child is enough to like get you targeted but at the end of the day it's like if you were if you were in that group you were going to basically get harassed for the entire game and it, listen right i don't make the rules all right i just follow okay <laughs> you this- just you just follow the rules of the Call of Duty lobby and you turn out okay. And I think I turned out pretty okay. Right. This is why I only played with friends. Exactly. 
This is this is why you only play with people you know. I only played with like you and Bella, and I think that was. Or, no, we had a lot of other friends I played with in like middle. Oh my god, middle school. Ew, um, <laughs> dude, that was back in the time when I like thought I was edgy, and I had the like the bangs over my eye. So like, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm edgy. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so edgy. God, I don't even remember if I had an identity in middle school. But that's not the point. Yeah, the point, anyway. <laughs> the point is is black ops, all right? Black ops. That's that's the that's the objective here. And I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people, I'm I'm pretty sure the audience that we're relating to, for the most part, knows what Call of Duty Black Ops is. I hope. Yeah. Um you yeah. know, the just everything about the game that I can think of is purely positive. Yeah. From like a from a from just a gameplay perspective. Um, I want, this is, we're mainly going to be talking about the multiplayer. Yeah. But I did want to talk a little bit about the campaign before we actually got into the multiplayer experience a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, and that's just, Call of Duty Black Ops had such an interesting campaign that it's, it's immediately set itself apart from all the other games previous and even, you know, games today. That it can't really be replicated. I mean, granted, they, you know, the release of Call of Duty Cold War, mm-hmm. um, or I guess Black Ops Cold War. If that, if that, if that's like a hint of like how important Black Ops was, the game was na- was a part of the Black Ops series, mm-hmm. and the it's it's all about. So the campaign is about it's about basically the Cold War. You're in the midst of the Cold War, and you're doing black operations for you know the U.S. government and you're trying to prevent basically a huge nuclear um a huge nuclear attack on the US through a guy based through like German guy named Dragovich who is basically using the Russians and you know the Germans and the US basically all his little pawns he's trying to get them all to play out and how the mystery sets in when your main character, Alex Mason, who you play as for most of the game, mm-hmm. um, be, gets captured in the first level and gets sent to a, uh, a prison camp called Vokuda or Vorkuda or whatever. We, pronunciations are my strong suit. <laughs> and he okay. actually, they try to brainwash them for some form of like sleeper cell project. Mm-hmm. And so basically to uh, when the time's right, they would call upon him. To basically, you know, do whatever the hell they needed. That was what the whole brainwashing thing was. But it was interrupted by another character who went by um, Reznov. And he basically brainwashed Mason to instead want to kill basically Dragovic. Uh, what was it? Dragovic, Kreshchenko, and Steiner. I had to I had to replay the cuts <laughs> in my head in order to make sure I remembered that. By the way, <laughs> that's fair. I, I don't blame you. Yeah. So yeah, but like those three men were basically the big people behind the whole new you know nuclear project mm-hmm. and the nuclear strikes. And basically, Reznov wanted to get revenge because those men also were responsible for killing his men at the end of World War II. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a whole it's a whole thing. So it's a whole like basically big kind of mystery action game. Where you are trying to, like, all these missions, you're just picking up pieces, and eventually, you know, you will learn about the nature of your brainwashing and, you know, how to, how to save the day, or if you can. 
Yeah, I think another important thing that you were kind of touching on, too, is how it has to deal, like, it has a historical fiction element to it, Mm -hmm. where it, like, you know, I'm sure as a kid, I mean, I didn't play the campaign as a lot, if at all, but I'm sure that, like, helped teach, like, some parts of history, or at least, like, recognize some of what was going on in our history, and I think that's a really important part of of sometimes, like, doing these, these game plays and using historical fiction as a way to learn about I am really glad you brought that up. You want to know why? So anyone who has played the campaign, you're going to know where I'm going with this, but I did not know what the Bay of Pigs was going mm-hmm. into Call of Duty Black Ops. But that is basically, you are enacting that mission as the first mission of the game. You are basically living the Bay of Pigs invasion. That is wild. And that, that has everything to do with the Cuban Missile Crisis. And that's, yeah. you know, that's where the game starts. That's where Alex Mason gets captured. So, yes, it's grounded in history. Right. The entire way through. And that makes it, you know, the game more believable. Like, this could have actually happened. Mm-hmm. And kind of adds all to, like, the whole, you know, Black Ops feel. Right. Basically, like, this could have happened. Yeah, it, it could have. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a situation that, like, many soldiers could have been in. Which is, I think, is really is really fantastic to hear about that there was like something that you guys were able to grow up consuming some kind of media that like helps teach this kind of stuff. Even if I don't know about the accuracy because I haven't played it or compared anything, but like I I think that's really cool. Yeah, we're gonna I'm gonna have to hop you on the game at some point because it is when I say it is one of the best Call of Duty campaigns out there. It is one of the best Call of Duty campaigns out there. You cannot mm-hmm. fight that, and w- again, one of the one of the big arguments that I would make is it's historic. It's grounded in historical accuracy, and mm-hmm. how believable the characters are. The characters too. I haven't even talked about the characters. You notice how it was rambling off a bunch of names, yeah. at the beginning. But you know, Alex, Alex Mason, you know Woods, Bowman, like all of all of those characters, they are believable and they work. It's it's something beautiful that you still see to this day through Black Ops 2 and Black Ops Cold War um, that they keep these characters alive. And it's it, it just, ugh, this campaign yeah. makes me feel so good. <laughs> sure. Yeah, but like, I mean, I guess campaign's not the only thing that the reason why this game means a bunch. I mean, I've put in countless hours in the Black Ops multiplayer. And the worst part is, is that that's not from when I first got the game. That's from me playing this game and, you know, going back to it during high school. Uh, yeah. Mostly, like, towards, like, my junior and senior years. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that That's when I kind of sat down and actually played that game. Same with Black Ops 2, but more so the original Black Ops. Yeah. And uh, one, of the, one of the things that I would always do, I know I've probably talked about this to you, but mm-hmm. I did something called Ninja Diffusing. Yeah. And all, all, all you would do is I would sit in search and destroy lobbies and I would wait for someone to come over and plant the bomb on the bomb site. And then I would just defuse it right after they planted it. That was all I did. I wouldn't kill them. If you killed them, the clip was over. It was yeah. the bit is dead. So they had to stay alive for ultimate humiliation. <laughs> right. They just, you know, we love humiliating people. That's where we get the that joy out of is everything. Where Call of Duty thrives. You get to humiliate the hell out of your opponents. All right. That is the glory of it. That's the glory of COD multiplayer. And now these softies want to ruin modern COD. 
I'm sorry, I'm a softy. <laughs> I wasn't referring to you. <laughs> Blizzard is ruining my Call of Duty lobbies. Call of Duty lobbies, all right? Oh my god. Sorry, jokes aside. <laughs> I that's literally what I would do all day. Is I would I would sit in search and destroy lobbies, I would interact with people, and I would ninja defuse. And I gotta say, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Love love messing with people. Yeah, so <laughs> But, like, that's kind of where I, I also, that's the main reason where I get the whole, I was too young to fully enjoy the game at its time. Because going back to those lobbies, you know, nowadays, there's not as many people in there. Granted, there is still a community of people that still yeah. play the game. And people who go back every once in a while for nostalgia's sake. So there's still people that are play the game. But it's just, it's not, it's not big enough to keep you coming back because you're going to run into the same people over and over and over again and it gets tiring and unfortunately you know when the game first came out you know lobbies were filling up so quick there was you would join you would join a new game you'd get new people every single time you wouldn't run into the same person twice so there was that like anonymity 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 I should know this. I'm an English major. <laughs> How to peek your doing, microphone. Doing great. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Enemy spotted. Oh my gosh. But there was like, you wouldn't get the same person twice. So you could, you know, you could say some really obscene and like crazy things or the same could be said, you know, towards you. And Which then, sucked for me. Yeah. But, and no one would know any different. That's, that's the beauty. That was the beauty of it. So you could get away with a lot. Please don't try to get away with a lot. Please don't, don't harass get away. people. No, you, um, don't, don't bully do people. Don't do it Please because don't. you're not going to get away with it anymore because all of these games have softened up with their communities. Okay, but we're not promoting that kind of behavior I never, either I never way. said I was promoting that we behavior. We are not promoting that behavior and people are not... I'm just, I'm soft, just saying this was the art of the trade. This is what happened in Call of Duty lobbies back in the day, all right? And... Whether whether you were a part of that and you know what you're talking about, or you're looking at me thinking I'm a crazy. Oh no, I was a part of it. I got ridiculed. Oh, I know. <laughs> you were a part of it. I know. I Trust got me. ridiculed the fuck out. <laughs> Fine. It's all okay. Right. I'm not salty. Definitely not salty at yeah, all. Yeah, no, I I was never. I would never say I was truly like good at the game. I know I got I got pretty good at like actually playing around Black Ops 2, and that translated back. And also, um, me learning Counter-Strike for the PC, for PC, kind of like that game sense translated back as well, which made it easier for me to play the game as well. So there's a, so I eventually, I did get good at the game, but I never actually played the game to be good. I played the game for the interactions. Which I feel like is probably the most important part of gaming. Personally, or like one of them, especially in multiplayer settings. Like my favorite thing was just to go and meet people and make friends through those communities. Yeah, and that's something that I always enjoyed. Yeah. and I did make, despite all of what I've been saying recently about getting ridiculed a lot. While that did happen, I also made some really good friends along the way, which was very nice. Exactly, and like so, you like I was talking a lot about how there's a community, there's like a niche that a lot of players understood 
with each other and would basically, you know, I wouldn't say targeted harassment, but I would also say targeted harassment. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. But like at the same time, you know, it was that kind of like community that allowed you to create some of the best friends that you mm-hmm. would have ever found. Like I still, I'm still in contact with a few of my, you know, old Xbox friends, you know, yeah. people that I've met a long time ago through multiplayer and through zombies and through co- competitive and cooperative gameplay. Mm-hmm. that all I did was I cracked a few jokes on a lobby and people found it funny and we connected through that. Yeah, I think that was a really big, important yeah. part of it. And it's there's something magical about that. Yeah. It's it's about it's about those connections that you make that you wouldn't expect. And no one expects to make good friends out of lobbies when everybody's just screaming, you know, curse words and slurs at each other 24-7 oh while trying to like, you know, trying to outplay each other and then using their toxicity to try to get the edge on other people. Yikes. And it all ends with someone saying, well, yeah, I fucked your mom last night. And then everybody's <laughs> yeah. going crazy. Yeah, that that joke used uh, to be funny at one point. Yeah, and then all the your mama jokes. Dude, saying, saying I fucked your mom last night used to be like an actual insult that people would actually use. That was a real thing. That's not something that people, you know, throw around for god knows what reason you know what i mean i watched you type it in a chat not even like 20 minutes ago <laughs> no so. I, t- I typed something else that was had nothing to do with mothers abby okay <laughs> <laughs> anyway so do you want to get into talking about zombies a little bit for uh, the last yes. part of the segment the the next that's logical what, place where we need to touch because zombies has been in my blood for a very long time <laughs> keen order tone <laughs> oh my god is now, granted, Black Ops wasn't the introduction of zombies. Call of Duty World at War was the introduction of zombies. Right. However, a lot of people were introduced through Call of Duty Black Ops because that's when the name Call of Duty really started getting around. Yeah. Was Modern Warfare and Call of Duty Black Ops. Those were where it basically started. And so, also with uh, with your explanation with everything, it makes a lot more sense that they were Nazi zombies. Yes, you know, yes, uh, they are Nazi we zombies. We talk about it. They are also Nazi zombies. So if you want to shoot some Nazis. And shoot some zombies. It's like, I it's mean, a win-win, yeah, win, Right. You know, stay dead, cunts. Like, that's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> God motherfucking damn. <laughs> Anyway. It wasn't that funny. I thought it was pretty funny. All I don't right. know. Well, fair enough. Well, yeah, no, but a lot of the introductions were through Kinder Toten. That was where a lot of the players were introduced. So the Theater of the Dead. So and it's the perfect introduction map, yeah. right? Like, you have... It's really simple for Pack-A-Punch. It's really mm-hmm. simple to survive on. There's a lot of good camping strategies. Fetch the, me your souls. The dogs, the hellhounds. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, I swear, when I first started playing zombies, I couldn't oh get past God. round four. When the, when the hellhounds, when I first experienced that, I had like a fucking panic yeah, attack. Where all of a sudden I was just like, oh my God, they're attacking me, but puppies, but they're attacking me. And there was just <laughs> loud music and I was later on just like jamming the fuck out to it, you know? Right, because the fucking Call of Duty Black Ops soundtrack is a bop. Oh, hell yeah. As well. It is still a bop to this day. Yeah, no... I, re- I specifically uh, specifically remember, I don't know if it was by myself or if I was playing with, you know, a dad or if uh-huh. I was just playing with like a friend on there. But I just remember not being able to get past round four to save my life because those dogs were goddamn fucking fast. And yeah. also, I would always try to save my points. The, 
despite, you know, whether I'm playing by myself or with other people. So mm-hmm. I would wait to open up that door until I had enough money to open up the first door, to open up the second door, and then grab the stakeout. Because I'd never grab the MP40 for some reason. Oh my god. You I, can't fight them with a pistol, I've tried. Well, yeah, exactly. That's why I tried to go for the shotgun, because, you know, the shotgun was reliably the one-shot, one-kill option. Yeah. And at that time, I could not aim to save my life. Yeah. So I would rather, you know, the one-pump chump rather than trying to spray with an MP40. Yeah. I still got the MP40. <laughs> yeah, no, the I MP40 liked to, uh... was great. I, I, I was always upset that the MP40, when you pack-a-punched it, it just had not enough ammo to actually make it viable. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much experience you have with that, but like they actually fixed it in Black Ops Three when they um intro- like reintroduced uh Keanu Toten. Uh, it mm-hmm. became the when you when you pack a punch the MP40 in Black Ops, it was called the Afterburner. Yeah. So what they decided to do was they made it the Afterburner 2.0 and gave it like three times the amount of reserve ammo as the original, and it made the weapon so much fucking better. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure. I would love to experience that. Yes. I love all the rapid fire like <laughs> things. So like Hey, it's oh, all about man. it's all about the training and the point grinding in zombies. Yeah. Like that's that's that was the meta back in the day. Was yeah. the whole training strategy. And then of course, you know, people go back five years later and they're like, Alright, so what if we sit in this one room and abuse the fire trap and the thunder gun <laughs> to get obscenely high rounds? Yes. It's it's ridiculous. I remember um, what was it? The pro syndicate, who whose claim to fame was basically he got the round one hundred fifteen on on zombies just Holy training. Crap. That's a lot of rounds. Yeah, no, it is. And you want to know the funny part? Um, what? I watched a video. I can't remember who it was by. I want to. I think it was um, Tim Hansen, or it might have been some other zombie YouTubers um, at the time. But like they made a video where like when Zombies Chronicles re- was released. Uh-huh. They um their their entire thing was that they wanted to get they wanted to get the starting pistol. Mm-hmm. So the 1911, they wanted to pack a punch it into um why am I blanking on this? Uh Oh no. Why am I blanking? I'm blanking on the Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, I'm a fake fan. No, no. Oh my gosh, what is- fake fan. <laughs> I'm actually blanking. What is what is it pack a punch again? Oh. It's okay. I forget the names of absolutely everything all the time. God, so oh no. you're good. Hold on. I'm I have to look this up now. I can't remember what it's called. All right. Uh while you're looking that up. Yeah, no, like I didn't get to very many high rounds as all these other people have or as Zach has, but I would do my very best. I you know, the hellhounds beat my ass all the time, but I thought that part was fun. So at first, you know, there's the anxiety of the like music, but eventually that music started to like make me excited. Anyway, did you find it? Mustang and Sally. There okay. we go. <laughs> all right. I'm so sad I forgot the name of the fucking most iconic starting weapons pack a punch. I'm so sad. <laughs> so anyways to finish my point what they decided to do is they wanted to take the mustang and sally's to round 100 and just see how they play oh my god that was all they wanted to do and so what they decided to do was in black ops 3 there was this whole system called the Gobblegum system mm-hmm. which basically gave you a bunch of abilities and like special things so they equipped a bunch of gobble gums that like for example um one would spawn a nuke power up to mm-hmm. skip the round one would literally skip the round 
and then give you 1,600 points. Mm-hmm. One would basically call it power vacuum, which would give you a bunch of drops to hopefully get more nukes or death machines or stuff that would, you know, help progress the rounds. So on and so forth. They had a bunch of those. And so they basically speed ran to mm-hmm. round 100. <laughs> And then made the joker made made a joke around the lines of wow syndicate's gonna fucking hate us because we just we're about to beat his record oh my gosh <laughs> faster be, then he's gonna make like no you used gobble gums and it was in black ops three shut shut up <laughs> get on my level I found it so funny <laughs> <laughs> and black ops three and its gobble gum system is a whole different topic. To be, I mean, it's not even yeah. it's not even the same game. We're talking about uh, Black Ops One. It's probably something we could talk about another time. We, I could, I could, we can make an entire episode about just zombies, Abby. Honestly, and I could, we could, I could go on about about the success of Black Ops One zombies, the mild success of Black Ops Two zombies, the success of Black Ops Three zombies, and the failure of Black Ops Four. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could go on. Oh, right. yeah. And also, I could talk about, you know, Cold War and how I think the zombies mode has improved greatly. And I love mm-hmm. what they're doing with it. And they better stick with it and not deviate from the path like they're starting to. Oh, oh, no. What do you mean deviate from the path? What are they doing now? So there's, I mean, this is this is a whole other talk. I guess we can at least, like, yeah. introduce we'll me- the topic we'll, Yeah, we'll later. introduce it. And then- Bla- so Black Ops Cold War, they finally, they understood what players want. They want just the ability mm-hmm. to be able to survive. Uh, but and have the Easter eggs be you know on the side, and yeah. but mainly focus on gameplay. Well, they focused mainly on the gameplay, and they mm-hmm. added a bunch of things that would help the players basically you know interact with the game mm-hmm. uh, a lot more and keep the gameplay engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, however, one thing that I have always argued in play in, uh, in PVE games is that you should never really have to nerf. Any guns or any specific strategy. Instead, you should buff around that so that players have various options to survive and no, like, real real meta mm-hmm. is created and exists. Well, there was, um, when Cold War came out, there was a whole strategy where basically you got the ray gun and you got this specialist upgrade where you'd create, it's called mm-hmm. Ring of Fire. And yeah. what it would basically be is you would be using, you'd be doing double damage and you would have, uh, you'd use ammo in your reserve rather than in your mag. Mm-hmm. And that basically, in a way, kind of made you invincible. But mm-hmm. it became a strategy that you would you would just keep progressing through the rounds. More and more zombies would come. And it, while it was, while it was a strategy that was kind of busted, you shouldn't, you shouldn't nerf that because it should then, you should then try to, instead of nerfing that, promote other styles of gameplay. Instead, they nerfed that into the ground. And I didn't really agree with that. Oof. So maybe maybe we could talk about zombies at some point. Make, make Call of Duty Zombies its own topic. I think that's exciting. Yeah, I think we definitely should. Um, especially because we're... Out of time. Uh, yeah, we're about <laughs> to wrap up, I guess, here. Yeah, so uh, real quick, yeah. because we kind of took that tangent, I want to at least just bring it back for one uh, one more minute. Yeah. The, the multiplayer... For Call of Duty Black Ops really was the thing that built my character. It mm-hmm. it built up resistance to, you know, what other people are saying. And it kind of kickstarted my whole idea or an ideology of, in this world, all I want to do is entertain. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know, if I can make at least one random person's day, I've done my job. 
I think that's incredible. I And I think it's one of the most fun things in life is to just make someone's day. Mm-hmm. And Call of Duty Black Ops and... It's, you know, it, it's that was my introduction into the franchise and me progressing further and further for, you know, that large period of my life. I feel like I accomplished that. And that's why Call of Duty is specifically this game. But Call of Duty in general is still pretty special to me for that mm-hmm. one reason. Yeah, I don't think I could top that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's well, pretty incredible. That's I mean, that's what it's meant to me. Mm-hmm. for so long and that's why this game's important that's why i'm so glad you chose this game for us to talk about i'm so glad that we were able to talk about it too yeah. and that we're going to be able to revisit it because you know while i wasn't as big into it my favorite part about it was that it was a game that i was able to play with you yeah definitely it, it just well, it's the split screen which just it gave us a lot to be able to play yep and yeah i think that was one of our first games that we ever played together Apart from, like, Minecraft, which came later. Yeah. We definitely know who Player 2 was in this one, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> on that note... <laughs> on that thank, note, thank yeah. you so much for listening to Who's Player 2 podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Abby. And we'll see you next time. Bye! Later! Bye.